A lot of parents have a lot of questions when it comes to bringing up their kids today, especially those complicated teenagers. We're going to tackle some of those questions today right here on Licensed to Parent. Hello, welcome to Licensed to Parent. My name is Trey Sembry. Alongside me is Joshua Wallace, here to repair America one family at a time. Our mission here at Licensed to Parent is to inform and equip parents with the tools necessary to produce healthy families that live out the biblical worldview for the purpose of fulfilling the Great Commission. As parents, we increase the chances of living the abundant life, both for ourselves and for our kids, as we follow the directions for life and parenting found in God's Word. It's old-fashioned, but it's not outdated. God's ways have just been neglected, forgotten, misunderstood, misrepresented, abused, slandered, or a combination of all the above. All truth is God's truth, and it's true for all people, for all times, and for all places. And to the degree that we can heed God's will and way when it comes to family living and all the other aspects of life, for that matter, life becomes a joy rather than a burden, even in the midst of the trials that are sure to come our way. Now, parents, we're here to give you your parenting license back, the politically correct Oprah-influenced cultural thieves who stole your God-given parenting license in the first place. That they don't want you to have power and authority over your own kids because they want it. They want to tell your kids their worldview, their truth about history, their truth about sex, including homosexuality, their truth about moral right and wrong, their truth about family, and their truth about their God or gods, and their way to bring up kids and teens in their liberal, postmodern, relativistic, and morally depraved world. This program exists to remind believers that we don't have to suffer the same ill fate as today's American masses when it comes to the integrity of our families. We serve a God who transcends culture and can help us transcend our society's negative cultural influences, cultural influences if we'll just heed his counsel. We need to teach ourselves first and then train our kids not just what to think, but how to think. Do it prayerfully and with the aid of Scripture and just see what happens. That's my challenge to you. Okay, we've got uh, uh, questions we're going to go over here today. We have some commonly asked uh, questions that we get both at Shepherd's Hill Academy uh, and uh, sometimes on our uh, site at License the Parent. Um, a while back, I had uh, answered a question, what's wrong with our teenagers today? And I wrote out a little not a little narrative uh, as to what what is wrong with our teenagers today, kind of in a nutshell. And uh, so I'm going I'm to read that again because people really really identify with this. And so I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and read that. In general, our kids are way too overstimulated with rights and privileges, while being way too understimulated with responsibilities and obligations. They have failed to attach reward to achievement because our politically correct culture has brainwashed them into thinking that. They deserve it, and everyone's a winner. Now, this results in our kids being cheated out of the character-building experiences that are only learned by struggle, defeat, disappointment, and failure. They've been made to grow up in areas they should still be kids and allowed to be kids in areas they should be made to grow up. They've been exposed to illicit sex, illegal drugs, irreverent entertainment, and other sin and vice to the point of acquiring unnatural appetites, habits, and addictions for all of it. They've been abandoned by adults in certain areas of their lives while being pampered, coddled, and entitled in other areas. They've been allowed to make decisions based on emotion, feelings, and comfort as opposed to logic, reason, and a moral high ground. The bars of expectation for obedience, behavior, etiquette, education, prudence, accomplishment, responsibility, excellence, and character 
in addition to respect, have all been lowered to the point that they can't even respect themselves anymore. They've been allowed to do things they shouldn't and never been made to do things they should. They've understood love and discipline as being mutually exclusive, if they've understood them at all, and therefore rarely received the divine character benefits of either. They've been brainwashed by a 24-7 media, music, and entertainment barrage that teaches them nothing about moral purity and virtually everything about what parents don't want them to know, believe, accept, or perpetuate themselves. Everything our parents and the church once told us and taught us to avoid. They've been allowed to blame others while being bailed out of the sufferings and consequences of their own mistakes. Relativism and postmodernism. Uh, relativism and postmodern thought have blinded them to the fact that they're, they're even made mistakes in the first place, giving them no transcendent point of moral reference beyond their own subjective ideas, presuppositions, and lusts. They've been cheated out of the security of knowing moral absolutes and the self-restraint of living within them. They've been deprived of legitimate authority figures who will stand in the gap to enforce the few boundaries they've actually been given in order for them to acquire the self-esteem needed to attain a healthy and sober sense of self-esteem and self-respect. They've been pleasured into imbecility with all the electronics and techno toys their parents have worked so hard to provide them to the point that they have become insatiable and anhedonic. They go like monkeys on a vine, grabbing the next pleasure before releasing the last, leaving no margin in their lives to contemplate the deeper issues of life, such as origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. Our kids have no peace or rest in their souls because they've been pursuing creation without regard or reverence for their creator. Augustine said, Lord, our hearts are restless until we find our rest in you. The bottom line is they don't know God and they don't feel they know anyone who truly does. We have a youth problem largely because of a greater parent problem. We have a parent problem largely because of a greater cultural problem. And we have a cultural problem largely because of a greater church problem. Your comments, Josh? Uh, I agree. <laughs> that is what is wrong. That's with what you're t- paid to do, Josh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get on to some of the, these other questions here. Do our kids have too many freedoms? I, I was kind of in the narrative there, but what do, you, what do you think about that, Josh? You're, you're, you're not much out of a kid yourself. You're 27? Yeah, yeah, 27. 27 and that's, that's correct. I think we do give our kids too many freedoms. Uh, I mean, I was, when I was younger, there was a, a kid at, around town that had this brand new nice Mustang. Uh, brand new, wrecked it. Parents bought him another brand new, nice Mustang. Wrecked that one, another brand but you new. you lived in Tacoma. Yeah, well, that's. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> you live in Beverly Hills. Yeah. So on the third try, this kid gets another brand new Mustang, and I consider that the perfect example of too much freedom. And it this is. kid was, and this kid was 16 years old. So that is the perfect uh, example. So the answer is yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, I don't think, you know, uh, what I want to inform parents of, because I don't think we understand this, is is this uh, idea of extended adolescence. You know, um, of course, we say a lot on the program that the frontal lobe in the brain isn't fully uh, mature until a, a guy or a gal is 25 years old. And then the kids are coming into puberty now at 11, 12 years old. But if you go back to 1900, kids came into puberty at 14 and a half. Okay, not till 14 yeah. and a half. And they say, and I don't know if there's any empirical proof of, uh, of this, but uh, they say that a kid's frontal lobe was probably fully developed at uh, 16, Jeez. which means a, a, a year and a half yeah. of this thing called adolescence. 
and uh, uh, in 1980 they say 13 was the age of puberty and uh, 18 to 21 is when the uh, frontal lobe was fully developed so in 30 years it's taken another few years for that frontal lobe to fully develop uh, to now you've got what pushing 15 years of um, of adolescence right and so the the problem in here is is we got uh, individuals who are in adult bodies with infant, you know, yeah. child uh, brains yeah. e emotionally in, in, in other areas. And, and so it's hard to know where, you know, well, my kid's 16, I can't do this. Well, you know what, if he's eight, m emotionally, maybe you need to do this yeah, and or it, that. And it also explains why kids are sending their, I mean, sorry, parents are sending their kids off to college. Uh, at oh, eight, yeah. right at 18 or 19 and it's like 18 or 19 they you know they look like adults but and lot and you know we're not just saying this because it's a nice thing to say we've mm -hmm. experienced this through Shepherd's Hill Academy right. but these 18 and 19 year old kids they don't that's it's not 18 and 19 uh, emotionally or mentally right and and if our brains are changing if our emotions are changing if adolescence is changing parents you need to rethink this whole send junior off 500 miles away to college at 18 because chronologically he's 18 it, you know uh, emotionally he might be eight and so it doesn't I, mean, I just saw something on, uh, I think it was Fox News last night. Uh, all these uh, kids at spring break down in oh, Florida, yeah. you know, all in you know, a swimming pool and just at 3 o'clock in the morning destroying the place. Um, you know, we got these, these kids that, that we send off to a professional party for four years uh, at mom and dad's expense. And because we know just how much cheating is going on, in, in not just college but high school as well, uh, these kids are you know getting passing grades. But you got to ask yourself, is it is that even you know, is there B and C and, and A? Yeah. Are those real grades? What are they doing to to, to get those? Th there's no supervision. You know you've got uh, dorms that are you know. Uh, guys and gals in the same place what a recipe for disaster we're, we're still acting like we have the moral standards of the 1950s we don't yeah we're still acting like we have the the, the emotional brain capacities of, of, of a kid in the 19 we don't yeah. and so I just think it's uh, suicide to, to, to send a kid off uh, 500 miles uh, to school uh, unless junior has proven himself to be responsible and uh, is very solid in his faith. Because we know 94% of Christian kids are going to lose their faith their freshman year in college. Right. Holy smokes. Uh, that's a high percentage, 94. Josh. I mean, so we got to spend a little more time and energy preparing our kids with a biblical worldview, getting grounded in their faith. And you know what? What is wrong with sending Junior to a community college for the first two years? First two years. You prove yourself there. You know, where I can kind of monitor things. It's my dollar. I'm yeah, going to monitor this. That's what I was going to say. When it's on your dime. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's my gas, maybe my car, you yeah. know, the whole nine yards. So I, I would say we need to, as Christians, we need to get ahead of the curve on this. Maybe, uh, you know, be, be leaders in the culture and say, hey, look, it doesn't make sense to send uh, an 18-year-old off to a professional party for four years on someone else's dime. Even if it was his dime, it, it, it would. Well, of course, if it's his dime, there's not much you can do about it. He's 18. He's moving out, moved out of the house. So anyway, that's that's my take on it. You, you, uh, you with me on that, Josh? Yeah. Okay. All right. And I guess the next question we need to ask is, can we be too restrictive in today's day and age? Oh goodness. <laughs> my personal opinion is, at, at at the rate you know what we just discussed, I, I think the answer to that is no. <laughs> I mean that's. <laughs> 
you, know, you might, as you say, you might come across as a right-wing, you know, fundamentalist, Bible-thumping Neanderthal, <laughs> but I, you know, with my kids, there's going to be some things I don't tolerate, and, uh, you know, the media and things in which a lot of parents are just, you know, you're being too restrictive on the media, it's just mm-hmm. entertainment. I, I'm going to stand my ground in that. It's, yeah. it's going to be a... I think we're going to look too restrictive. Uh but I, I, th- I think we probably can be too restrictive because, uh, you know, we, we talked on another program about uh, making social, um, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for, social zeros, basically, out of our kids uh, by not letting them at least see exposed to something. Right. I mean, they got to know the culture they're living in. I mean, but we, but we need to take that time to prepare them uh, not to just morph into the culture, but take that time to prepare them to become change agents to it. And yeah. that's going to mean an aggressive, uh, an, an aggressive approach on the part of parents right. today. We can no longer just kind of passively uh, parent um, uh, you know, in a reactive mode. We've got to aggressively and intentionally parent our kids to go that's out there right. and attack that culture. So we're coming up on a break here. Uh, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes, but Josh is going to head us on to that break. Yeah, uh, you're listening to Licensed to Parent. Uh, as always, you can uh, listen to our archives at licensedtoparent.org. That's licensedtoparent.org. Uh, if you had missed a portion of, of today's broadcast, uh, stay tuned as we continue our question and answers that we've, uh, or the questions that we've received from many parents in our time uh, here at Shepherd's Hill Academy. And we're just giving the audience here an opportunity to listen to the answers that we have to provide for you and hopefully instill some constructive criticism in today's uh, parenting paradigms. Okay, uh, we are listening to Licensed to Parent, and we will be right back. Stay tuned. With media, entertainment, and even our public school systems now being virtual training grounds for sin and rebellion, parents are finding themselves at war not only with their teens, but with our entire culture. Hi, I'm Trey Sembry, founder and director of Shepherd Hill Farm. Shepherd Hill Farm is a Christ-centered residential ministry and fully accredited school for struggling teens. Teens labeled with a myriad of common diagnoses are leaving Shepherd Hill Farm medication-free. Science has now confirmed what Scripture has known from the beginning. Humans need God. Shepherd Hill Farm offers a loving and secure, authoritative community atmosphere conducive for life change. I see it regularly. It's Jesus Christ who is doing the healing because our first commitment is to Him. Shepherd Hill Farm is an intense discipleship training ground, a proving ground for God's healing power for families across the country and around the world. To enroll or sponsor a teen, go to HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. That's HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. Would you please welcome the pride of Alexandria, Indiana, your host, Bill Gaither. Hey, thanks, Bill, and welcome to Homecoming Radio. Do we ever have a great show for you? The Gaither Homecoming Radio, heard every Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock on Christian Talk 660 at 92.9 FM. Brought to you by Dixie Family Restaurant on Wade Hampton Boulevard in Greenville. You, my friend, have connections in the government. 1-800-FED-INFO, the official source for all government information. And like any good connection, there's no telling where it can take you. Why, one day you're getting student loan information, next thing you know, you need job hunting tips. So whether you have information to get or ideas to give your government, call 1-800-FED-INFO. Who knows, money-saving tips today could lead to retirement planning tomorrow. 
Welcome back to Licensed to Parent. My name is Trey Sembry. Alongside me is Josh Wallace. We're just uh, randomly asking uh, or answering some uh, uh, commonly asked questions. Uh, and we're going to get right back into that. Uh, the, the question I've got here in front of me, Josh, is do good parents ever disappoint their kids? Let me ask you that. Well, yeah. I mean, that that happens often. Uh, and parents shouldn't be afraid of that. No, parents should... But I think parents are afraid of that. Yeah, I really do. Th- I, I think parents are afraid of disappointing right. their kids. And uh, th- my I, my take is, you need to em- embrace the fact that you are going to let them down, and you need to accept that. And then once when that happens, you handle it the biblical way. And you know, we've spoken to Ryan Dobson on this program, and he's discussed that mm-hmm. when he lets his kid down, he he takes a moment and he just apologizes to his kid. And the kid's, uh, I think he said, three years old. So even at a young age, it's good to. S- to show that when you uh, mess do up. something mess up and you disappoint their kid. But that's when you accidentally disappoint your kid. Right. I mean, right. you, is it good to, dis- to disappoint your kid on purpose? You know, maybe he wants to go to the prom and you're like, no, prom is short for promiscuous. No, yeah. you can't go. Well, even in that you case, know. yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that, that we, there's certain things that are char- uh, that we do for our character that only happens through disappointment. You know, this idea, we, we talked about trophies, everyone's a winner, you know. Yeah. My son got a trophy for finishing last place in his little league team one time. And, you know, <laughs> it's because no one wants to disappoint kids today. I'm like, you know, teach them to, dis- uh, to deal with disappointment now. And when the real disappointments of life right. come down the line, your kid's going to know how to handle that. And so I, I don't have a problem disappointing my, my child. If, if my child wants to do something I don't feel uh, is, is, is a good thing, uh, healthy for him then, you know, I, I need to just stand my ground and he needs to d- uh, deal with disappointment and learn and, and handle it and, exactly, and have yeah. his character grow as a result. Okay, why should lying be the unpardonable sin in a healthy family? Well, the trust aspect of your uh, relationship is diminished almost imme- well, immediately, I would say. And then uh, years of trust building has just been demolished through Yes. Uh, not only that, but you're playing into any fears and insecurities a kid may have as a, a teenager. Well, and you're you're never more like the devil when you're lying. That's, that's true. You know, but uh, it breaks down communication. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to help your kid with any kind of intimate issue that he's dealing with if, you know, there's no, right. uh, you know, line of communication there that, like you say, trust. Or sense of security uh, or relationship. That, uh, yeah, trust mm-hmm. where, where they can really take you know take for take what the the parents saying mm-hmm. as something they can build a character on but you know you have those times in between uh, the younger years and then the teenage years and then also young adulthood those are crucial times and if if you spend so much time going back and forth between what's truth and what's not you're wasting valuable time to tramp that kid's character yeah and you know we get a lot of kids in their teenage years that you know the parents biggest complaint well, he never tells you he lies 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 well you know what I, what that usually goes back to is lies were accepted maybe yeah. even thought of as cute right back when junior was little and uh, now that junior's old juniors acquired a pattern of that and right. now the parents the recipient of those lies matter of fact it's sad to say but a lot of times parents will will train their kids to lie yeah. you know uh, t- t- tell them you're just a kid and you can get the, f- the free meal you know at the, yeah. at the restaurant <laughs> and stuff like that and that happens a lot and yeah. it happens in christian homes i know this you know i know this to be true uh so uh lying should be dealt like like dobson says lying and in your face uh, direct disrespect if you're going to spank your children you know when they're younger that's the time to do it yeah. lying do never tolerate lying in your home um so yeah uh, i think lying should be the unpardonable sin yeah and then parents need to be careful 
like what you were saying, tell them you're 12 year old, uh, you know, yeah. like, you know, we've had cases where the parent was doing just outlandish lying uh, and the kid <laughs> caught him red handed. And it's like, who's uh, who's the more mature one here, the, right. the, the teen or the parent? So mm-hmm. it goes both ways, you know, discipline the kids, but keep yourself in check and hold yourself accountable to the standards you're holding to your kids. Yep. And self-discipline is a deeply spiritual, any discipline is a deeply spiritual thing because what it's doing is requiring of the flesh something the flesh doesn't want to do. Uh, it's, a, it's a much higher standard. Um, next question, does quality time equate to quantity time? Uh, quality time, no. You you know, you might have, well, you know, help me out here. You, quality time. Yeah. All right. you, quality, look, you can't have quality time without having quantity, quantity time. time. There we go. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. It's a little, a little confusing. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I hear so many parents say, well, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have quantity time with Junior, but I give him quality time. Right. There you go. That's what I was going for. Well, if you're not giving him quantity time, you're not giving him quality yeah, time. Yeah. And if you're spending, you know, let's just say one one day a month, throwing ball your kid but the rest of the days of the month you're off doing building your career and trying to work towards financial gain mm. or whatever uh the kids missing out you're missing out a lot of the kids lives love is spelled t-i-m-e there you folks go. t-i-m-e and there's a story i'd like to share with you there was a kid that um and this is a true story i i, I can't substantiate the truth behind it i was just i was told this i accepted it as being true um and, and matter of fact similar things happen uh so many times uh, in the course of my every day uh, work a day ministry a day deal that I see similar things a lot so it doesn't surprise me if it's if it's absolutely true but this kid he really was craving his uh, father's attention yeah. and uh, he uh, uh, he wasn't getting it and he, he for the longest time he, he wanted to take uh, he wanted his dad to take him fishing and so this, his dad finally got tired of him hounding him and uh, decided, you know what, I'm going to just take off work and I'm going to take this kid fishing. And he, he, he put in his daily planner, you know, yeah. uh, to, to, to mark it off. And uh, lo and behold, it wasn't long after that, uh, the guy worked himself into an early grave. He ends up dying. And uh, at, his, at, at his funeral, uh, the, the kid was asked, uh, at the dad's funeral, the kid was asked, uh, what was the fondest memory uh, that you ever had with your dad? And the kid said, it was the day that he took off work to take yeah, me fishing. Right. And uh, later on, they were kind of going through dad's belongings and uh, come across his daily planner. And uh, the kid opens up the daily planner to the day that his dad took him fishing. And, of course, you know, uh, Monday through Thursday was just loaded with stuff. And Friday had one entry, and it said, took Johnny fishing, wasted day. That, that's tough. Yeah. That's really tough. Uh, but so many parents, you know, they, they have that same mindset that they're actually wasting time. You know, last night, I, it was another late one for me at the office, and I was going by the basketball court, and um, everyone was playing basketball, and uh, my two grandkids, my two grandkids were out there by the court, and Papa, Papa, you know, and, and man, all I wanted to do was get home. I wanted <laughs> to get home and just, you know, call it a day. And... Um, they wanted to go on a golf cart ride. Oh, I would yeah. buy their on my golf cart, you know, and and uh, so I just, you know what? I tell you what, 
I sucked it up. I just, yeah. I just, you know what? I'm going to do this. And so, it, it, five, ten minutes, whatever it was, I took them through the pasture or the golf cart. They picked a couple of flowers to bring back to their mom. It was a great thing for their mom. It was a great my my daughter-in-law, who I love very much. Um, it was a great thing for for my two grandkids. And you know what? At the end of that five or ten minutes, it was a great thing for me. Yeah. I I accomplished something in five or ten minutes that uh, the the rest of the night with my feet up yeah. wouldn't have accomplished. And uh, but it took a little discipline to say, okay, you know what? I'm taking these kids for yeah. for, for five or ten minutes, and we're gonna go pick a couple flowers and take a little golf cart ride. And I loved it. It was great. I, I don't regret that one bit. Yeah, it. You know what we tell the parents at Shepherd Hill Academy? It's gonna take. Uh, it's 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 gonna take uh, intentional self-discipline. Uh, to provide that time to your kid and you know so many so many parents are like well i'm busy you know mm-hmm. my kids are busy is another thing and i love what chip ingram says cancel your appointments for the day mm-hmm. cancel the kids appointments for the day mm-hmm. and you spend that time with your kid and nothing's going to satisfy your kids uh need for parental parental affection especially their especially their young men you know mm-hmm. as throwing the ball around the backyard right. you know some, something that simple is going to go a mile and a half you know or yeah. even <laughs> yeah. with your kid Josh, why are so many kids killing themselves in America? The richest nation on the planet, we have the highest teen suicide rate uh, in the world. Why are American kids killing themselves? Well, as we've discussed often is uh, just a lack of hope. Uh, a lot of our kids in America today are... In America, the richest nation on the planet, they have no hope? Yeah, it's uh, they feel abandoned. The kids feel abandoned by their parents, and they're... That leaves them in a hopeless situation. If, mm-hmm. if the parents who God ordained to be on my side and to teach me and to grow me and to develop my character are, are not on my side, mm-hmm. you're just going to be abandoned and you're going to be left to your own devices and, you know, gangs and things like that. And, uh, you know, that chap Clark put it that way is that they're out to watch each other's back because the adults won't. And I, I think the kids, the, peer the, the kids, yeah, the yeah. peer groups. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that lack of hope is a big deal. And uh, adult time creates character in our kids right giving you know uh again our frontal lobes are fully developed and so uh, the kids need uh, uh adults to spend time with them to shape them and build them into what they're supposed to be and uh, you know it's interesting the number one reason kids are, are, are giving for committing suicide or attempting suicide is no hope and i've said this in the program before but i'm going to say it again i'm going to remind you go to romans 5 3 and 4 which says suffering produces character no i'm sorry suffering yeah. produces perseverance, perseverance which produces perseverance produces character. character character produces hope and it goes back to not allowing our kids to struggle you know right uh we need to uh and, and go with them in the struggle like jesus uh, you know uh, did uh, with shadrach meshach and abednego yeah. you know walk them through the struggle but back that scripture up our kids have they're, they're, they're killing themselves because they have no hope they have no hope. We're going to back that scripture up now. They have no hope because they have no character. Right. And the character has never been developed because they've never uh, developed it through perseverance. Right. And they've never developed perseverance because they've never had to struggle much. They get yeah. those trophies for finishing last yeah. place. They, they get big accolades just for showing up. Right. So they get this false sense of entitlement. And you know what? 
your spirit can the spirit part of a, of a kid can never feel good when they know they really didn't accomplish exactly. much you know so well listen folks we're these programs go by so fast yes, they do well we're coming up on a, about a minute left i think i'm gonna let josh take us out uh, for the day yeah and i just want to encourage all of our listeners you know today we've been doing just a random question and answers but the questions originate from the audience and from people at shepherd's hill academy and just we'd really like to encourage you to engage in this and feel free to send us a question that uh, a parenting question that, uh, that you may have you, know, you can do that through our facebook uh, or you can do that through licensedparent.org uh, any way you do it just get us that information so we can help you out and help you figure out how to parent you know in your situation okay you've been listening to licensed to parent go to licensedparents.org uh, there you can access our archives if you happen to miss a portion of today's broadcast uh, and again check out our facebook fan page and if you don't train your kids somebody else will